This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? It's the Junkyard Dogcast. I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs 24-7. With me, Kip Adams and Rusty Mansell. Also of Dogs 24-7, we got a lot to talk about. We got Brian McClendon hired as receivers coach, Mike Bobo. Also coming back to Georgia, a couple of alums, a couple of guys that coached on the same staff together for a long time. They've been at it for a while. Uh, and also, it's my last day. Um, I announced on our board, I announced on Twitter. Don't, don't talk uh, about this early. I as mean, of tomorrow, um, I will no longer be uh, a Dogs 24-7 or 24-7 Sports employee. And uh, this is my last podcast, my last YouTube show. And I'm going to miss it, man. I'm going to miss it. But we need to talk about the news first because it's way more important than than uh, than you know me doing this because somebody else sitting in his seat probably do a better job anyway. All right, so um, – Let's start with Mike Bobo, since that happened first. Since that happened on Friday, he he kind of moved into the offices, and uh, you know I don't know I don't know what the deal is there. I don't know if he's you know sharing an office with a bunch of GAs. I don't know how Mike's doing that. Uh, obviously, he's not doing that. But uh, if they're in there playing cards during their break or whatever, him went there with a bunch of you know eighteen year old student assistants. Uh, but no, Mike Bobo is back at Georgia as an offensive analyst. I assume Rusty is probably going to be a senior offensive analyst position, kind of like Will Muschamp had. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, no salary details. He's probably got a little money to come into him from uh, from Auburn, uh, as far as that goes. And South Carolina, and one more payment for Colorado State. <laughs> so, Just a source confirms that to me. Yeah, so he got a lot of money coming his way. I don't think he's going to be hurting for cash, but I love the addition. And Rusty, I love it because. Mike Bobo, listen, there's all this talk about the game passing. Mike Bobo is one of the first first guys in the SEC to start running that RPO stuff. They were doing that RPO slant stuff as soon as anybody else was. I don't think the game is passing by in any stretch. I think the use of a fullback has some folks kind of believing, well, there's different. Mike Bobo knows how to coach offense. Uh, but I really like the hire because I liken him to Jim Chaney in one aspect, and that's the fact that run game these guys figure it out. They, they, you know, they, they're multiple gap scheme, zone scheme, duo, toss sweep, all of that stuff. And, and he's just a good offensive mind and a hard nosed football coach and a grinder and somebody that can help them as a recruiter as well. But Rusty, I mean, obviously you've been really familiar with coach Bobo. You've coached, I'm uh, sorry, you've, uh, you follow Georgia and, uh, and, and cover Georgia for a long time while he was the offensive coordinator quarterbacks coach what's your take on him coming back to uh, Athens I've known Mike probably since the mid 80s we both lived in Rome Georgia his father was a high school coach here at West Rome High School the old West Rome High School a couple of state championship teams I knew Mike when he was younger kind of reconnected with him when he got in high school as a you know he would visit Rome quite often with friends he knew so kind of got reacquainted with Mike Uh, known him for 
30 years now, played 100 rounds of golf with him. And I'll tell you this, uh, saying all that, he is the worst source in the history of sources. Mike Bobo ain't giving you nothing. So I had to go around him to for us to confirm that the dude's back at, at Georgia uh, officially. And uh, so what I'll say this is uh, I do know, uh, and this comes from people that I trust with that, that he turned down opportunities uh, to go to the ACC on the field, and he turned down opportunity in the SEC to go on the field. I think at this point in his life that he felt like, um, you know, he needed to be back at Georgia. His son's about to come to Georgia. His wife's a graduate of Georgia. Um, he married into a family that's, you know, connected to Vince Dooley. So there, there's a ton of Georgia Bulldog in him. And knowing him, this is a guy that, um, you know, he consumes himself. With, when he was at Colorado State, he was a 1,000% Colorado State. Same with South Carolina. Same with Auburn until he wasn't at Auburn. So I think he kind of got away and kind of, uh, you know, backed away from from things and made some decisions and a family decision for him. His, his kids are in high school now. You know, Drew will be at Georgia. He's got a set of triplets who just turned 16, I think, yesterday. And he's got a younger daughter. And it was just time for them to come back to University of Georgia. I think it was a family – 1,000 percent it was a family decision. And Kirby Smart tried to hire him a couple years ago, and he tried to hire him again this year. And whatever role it was and whatever role it's going to be, it was an intentional for Kirby Smart to go get Mike Bobo. They've been friends a long time, but I think more personally, uh, Kirby Smart respects him and what he brings to the table. I said it on our, um, you know, kind of ramblings this morning. The, and, and Kip, I talked more about Brian McClendon, I'm sure, but the amount of text I got this weekend from coaches about Mike Bobo and Brian McClendon, I always kind of took that for granted. But those guys are so connected and they're so intertwined with the state of Georgia high school coaches from, from Camden County to Raven County. Those guys are connected, and the impact of what Kirby Smart did this weekend will be felt for a long time uh, in the next couple of years. That, those were two major deals, but I know Mike Bobo is excited to be back in Athens and working for a guy and working with Will Muschamp, now Brian McClendon, a lot of guys he's familiar with, and it won't take him long before he'll start hearing Mike Bobo's name mentioned in some of these recruiting articles that me and Kip will be writing from prospects talking about him. I guess if you count the head coach, there's 11 on-field coaches for Georgia. Four of them are now Georgia graduates. You know, you mm-hmm. got Todd Hartley, um, obviously Kirby Smart. You got uh, Brian McClendon. Mike Bobo doesn't factor into that. And then uh, Will Muschamp. So, uh, you know, you've got, you know, four homegrown guys, another one in the analyst office there. Um, and you're right, Rusty. The, well, one of the things, and, and I remember this back from my recruiting days, Kip knows this from from that time too, when, when McClendon and Bobo were out there. I mean, more often than not, they were one and two, at least two of the top three. You might want to throw John Lilly in there, um, you know, some years too. I mean, he was definitely in the top three, but it was those three that were, you know, Georgia's alpha recruiters, uh, you know, during that time. If Georgia landed a five-star, odds are Brian McClendon was going to be the guy landing him. Uh, if it wasn't Brian McClendon, it's probably going to be Mike Bobo or John Lilly. And, uh, you know, and, and Georgia's got two of those guys back. One of them will only be able to recruit on campus. That's Mike Bobo. Uh, he'll only be able to go out on the road if Georgia's down an assistant coach and uh, they apply for the waiver and, and get that and whatever. Uh, but, but, you know, I do know that, that Brian McClendon and, and Mike Bobo have sterling reputations as recruiters in the state of Georgia. Those two guys went head-to-head with Kirby Smart and that Bama machine back in those days and won some battles for some really good players. We'll tell some stories really later. We'll tell some stories later, but we probably all three were there. The state championship game, Norcross, Alvin Kamara uh, was sitting in the bleachers, and his sister was the key to the whole thing. 
on one shoulder was Brian McClendon. And on the very next seat beside him was Kirby Smart, and then it was his sister. So I'll never forget looking up and seeing those two dudes sitting in the stands like, you're not going to up me, not one up me today. But those are some of the things that you're talking about, Jay. They've been some heavy, heavy battles, and now they're on the same team. Some of the, the kind of thing you would put into a movie – to make people, you know, for some comedy relief, if you had a good recruiting drama movie, if you're playing, if you're in blue chips, that'd been something that would have been real nice to put in there. Uh, you know, one coach on either side of the decision maker, the key to yeah. the recruitment. Kip, Brian McClendon's back. Um, two stops since leaving Georgia. Uh, you know, South Carolina, two years as the receivers coach and I think co-offensive coordinator, two years as the play caller. Then he goes on to Oregon and has a very small cup of coffee at the University of Miami before Georgia brought him on. What are your thoughts on bringing Brian McClendon on? Because, again, I know how familiar you are with Brian McClendon, the recruiter, just from having covered this you know, portion of this thing so closely for so long while he was at Georgia. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, the 24-7 sports recruiter of the year during his time at Georgia, and I think, you know, it's, it's pretty clear that he brings – elite recruiting to, I mean, maybe a position room that, I mean, I don't know if there's been a position room that gets debated, you know, on the junkyard more than that wide receiver position, obviously quarterbacks always going to be a big topic, but the wide receiver positions, one that people have asked, you know, will Georgia be able to recruit wide receivers consistently? The, the elite guys that, you know, the fan base wants to see Georgia just, having multiple thousand yards receivers, even though, you know, they've only had one to this date, uh, Terrence Edwards. But I think with Brian McClendon, that, that it, he is that guy that you put him in that room. And I mean, they got a chance to get some big time talent. It's not, it's not just, you know, the state of Georgia, obviously he, he made a big name for himself by going into other States and getting elite talent. I mean, you look at North Carolina. I mean, the guy that went in there and got, uh, you know, Keith Marshall and Todd Gurley out there when, you know, it, it was tough to get guys out of that state. I mean, then he goes to South Florida and, I mean, he gets Sony Michelle. You know, he goes into American Heritage, gets Isaiah McKenzie, you know, lands. He's the lead recruiter for Isaiah Wynn as well. Uh, and, you know, the, the big moment of Isaiah Kroll holding up that, you know, that bulldog puppy. I mean, that was a big recruiting battle with, with Kirby Smart as well. And so he established himself as an elite recruiter. And I think, you know, we were looking at this wide receiver hire and, you know, it could go a number of different ways. I think, you know, they, them bringing Bobo on board, that kind of probably, you know, gave you kind of a hint of which direction they might go because, I mean, we know how highly regarded Brian McClendon is with Mike Bobo. You know, the, the respect that they have for each other. And we're talking about, bringing a guy like Bobo on board, bringing guy like McClendon on board, you know, are, are there too many people that Kirby Smart's too familiar with? But I see it the opposite. This interview process, you're trying to figure out if these guys can be a good fit for your staff, and it, that's kind of an unknown. You're having to kind of take a guess. That is, There's no guesswork involved. Kirby Smart knows exactly what he's getting in these guys and, and getting them on staff. These guys know exactly, you know, how to work well with each other, and I think that that chemistry – that familiarity is actually going to be a strength for this coaching staff. So I think, as Rusty said, I mean, the the, the high school coaches throughout the state of Georgia, you know, they know that Georgia's going, they're going to have guys they trust on Georgia's staff from Kirby Smart to Brian McClendon and Mike Bobo. But now I think 
that one thing Georgia was kind of missing uh, uh, the last couple of years is, is that South Florida connection since James Coley left. I mean, when he left, we talked about can Georgia continue to recruit South Florida, you know, stro- strongly as they had before with Coley. McClendon gives them that guy. And looking at the wide receiver position right now, it's early, but it does look to be down in the state of Georgia. It is not down in South Florida. There, there, there are some elite pass catchers down there. So you get a guy like McClendon in there. It gives Georgia a chance to really be in the mix for some elite pass catchers. And I think it just strengthens this, this coaching staff overall. When, when Kirby Smart loses guys, it's usually to, you know, promotions or, you know, they're getting a huge pay raise. It's still an opportunity for him to you know, do some self-scouting and see – can I actually improve my coaching staff this offseason and get better for next year? Even though they're coming off a national championship, it looks like right now this coaching staff is strong, stronger than it was before on paper. It looks like they really got some guys in there on, on the offensive side that can really recruit. They know each other well. And honestly, they're they're prepared. You know, the NFL coaching carousel has not ended. If there's an offensive coordinator position that that brings Todd Monken back into the fold in the NFL. Georgia is as prepared as they can be to handle that and have guys in place that who know what Kirby Smart's looking for in offense. You got, you got three quick points I want to make. One, it did surprise me a little bit that Brian McClendon's name popped up, and it may, maybe it shouldn't have, but I just remember when Kirby Smart took the job at Georgia – you know, you didn't hear much about Brian McClendon maybe staying on staff. That was probably because he needed to branch out and wanted to branch out. Uh, so that was one thing. Um, two, you want to you want like a quick illustration as to how this how this whole thing works, the coaching profession, and how weird it can get, how quickly it can get weird. Um, Brian McClendon was replaced at South Carolina by Mike Bobo. Uh, and, and, you know, Georgia got like two consecutive South Carolina offensive coordinators on staff, neither one of them in a coordinator role. That's just, I mean, that happens, man. I mean, you can't, you can't really have any hard feelings. And I know there were all these rumors of hard feelings between Kirby Smart and Brian McClendon. Well, you know, if there ever were, they got over them pretty quick. Maybe there were hard feelings for 45 minutes or so, but that may have been it. Uh, same with Mike Bobo and Kirby Smart too. And then uh, thirdly, Brian McClendon, guys, I, I, you guys remember this, and I remember writing this at some point back in uh, probably 2012, 2013. Brian McClendon was that assistant coach that I bet 95% of the kids Georgia recruited shook his hand and had a conversation with him of some sort on an official visit or an unofficial visit. Like he he was one of those guys that before you left, you met BMAC because he's got that magnetic type of personality. He's a cool dude. He commands the room. And I thought it was interesting. Jake Gaines spent one season at Georgia. He may have been, I think he may have been the first player on Twitter yesterday to pop out and be like, yes, everybody in the locker room respect Mike, respected uh, Brian McClendon. And, you know, all-time winning is coach in Georgia history. I mean, he's 1-0. That that win percentage don't get any better. 1-0 is interim head coach. Beat a Power 5 program, Penn State, in a, in a neutral site. I mean, you know, his his head coaching chops are, are on full display. But, again, the guy that, that everybody kind of talked to at Georgia when when my, when uh, when Brian McClendon was there was, was Brian McClendon. And uh, he was the alpha recruiter. And, you know, we'll see if he can transform that Georgia uh, receiver room. I mean, they're in pretty good shape right now. Even losing Jermaine Burton, you've got a lot of young talent in that room. But I think we all agree 
that if Georgia wants to be a difference-making offense, if Georgia's offense ever wants to lead the way and be that 40, 45-point-a-game deal, they're going to have to land, you know, big-time receiver after big-time receiver and stack that room. And uh, Brian McClendon gives them a chance to do that. Uh, all right, let's take a break here real quick. On the other side, we'll talk about other stuff. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. All right, I'm tempted to see if we could turn this into a roast or something because uh, I'm just, you know, been a tough day. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm leaving, and guys, I kind of made this decision first, kind of back in the summer. Uh, you know, I just decided, hey, if I'm going to grow, if I want to go out and see what's out there, I'm going to have to let myself do that um, just because of how the things work in this business with contracts and whatnot. Um, but it got harder. It got a lot harder throughout the season. Georgia winning a national championship, you know, you know, thinking about some of the relationships she made. Uh, but I've been here for almost eight years. And like I posted on our board, I had one kid when I came and I got four now. Uh, one of them is adopted. So I hadn't been that busy. Uh, but, um, man, it's been crazy working with you guys. It really has. It's been wild. So many weird things have happened. I mean, so many crazy days from Jeremy Pruitt fake tweets um to uh <laughs> i mean from chuma Adoga, rusty uh you know just Oof. felt like we had it nailed down Oof. and we didn't mm. um it you know it's it, let me tell you something there's a lot of stuff that i that i just can't and won't forget and uh it's been a, it's been great working with you guys and uh you know obviously you know I, I don't want this to really center around me or anything but I do want to get into some story time and, and kind of light up some cigars here real quick and pour some bourbon on some ice and maybe talk about some of the crazy things that's happened, you know, during our, you know, Kip, I guess, you know, more like seven years for you, but almost eight with, with me and Rusty here. Um, man, it's, it's been a wild ride. Anything stand out to you guys as far as the stuff we've got a chance to cover together, Rusty? Well, um, we could go along. We could go a long ways, and we could. We could. We got. I guess we got to keep this PG rated. Uh, <laughs> but there's been a lot of times on our, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people don't see it. But when Jake's 
you know, he's, he's laid back dude and he can, he can cut it up with the best of them and talk to everybody. But when, when Jake has enough, it's over. Like you are going, you're, you're done. You're straight to van with that. You get that point to Jake. I can tell as a parent with your kids, when they push you past the limit, it's over. They're in timeout. So, uh, you know, you, you, we've got certain board posters that you've, uh, you slapped in and said, Hey, you're going straight to the, to time out and i knew when you said hey they're gone nobody else had to ask another question didn't ask, <laughs> ask what they did somebody was going to the was going to the the junkyard pokey and you put a million of them in there but i i think the you know what i'll always remember is um the conversations because i was here from the start on you know could jake Rowe actually do the job that we're going to give him you know you'd never done that the beat writer uh, you'd never, that was, you know, you were in our world, but you know, mine and Kip for you were day-to-day recruiting, you know, you had to know what was going on every day. So I think people don't realize the different gear that a beat writer does in a different role that you do, uh, you know, every day to day. And, and I'll be honest with you, didn't know how it was going to work out, but you know, I didn't make the final decision, but when they came to me and said, Hey, this is, this is what we're thinking about doing. I was like, let's, let's let this guy do this. And it wind up being without a doubt, the best decision we ever made on this site was to do that. Uh, you just fit right. And listen, you, you, you replaced a guy that was very popular yeah. on the sport, you know, Gentry, Gentry did a great job, but there was a time and place for Gentry and he moved on a you know, different world too. And I just think you were the right fit, you know, and I think you peaked uh, when you picked Bama. You know, you will be, you will be forever. I, I did that for, listen, hey, what happened? What happened? There's people on the board thanking you. They're saying, Hey, what happened? when you picked Bama, uh, you know, that changed, that changed the entire history of Georgia football. And everybody I took down the Bama dynasty by myself. Everybody over here is thanking you for it. I see a couple of the comments are like, man, Jake, we owe you for picking Bama. And I think me and Kip the day you picked Bama were like, Oh my hey, Jordan, God. put my Venmo up there real quick. <laughs> put my Venmo across the bottom. People can thank me. <laughs> But uh, I, I think, uh, you know, that kind of that how you handled that situation kind of sums up everything is you always stayed in your own lane. You did your thing every day when people probably doing different things. Very, very consistent uh, in what you did. And I think that's why you see the reaction from these people. You see the reaction from our board. Um, I told my wife she came home for lunch for a minute. And I said, look, you see the reaction for Jake on Twitter, man. And um, you don't see that much. And people from every news media outlet at georgia um you know and I, I meant what i say on the board if you don't come in at least once a month and ban some people then i'll probably block your number for a while because that's when you come in and lay down the law man it, you lay down the law i like people man i do i, I really do like people even those folks i'll uh even those folks i'd ban on the board um you know every you now and then i'd always i would always you know I, I mean i'd every time i'd let somebody back i don't think i've ever the only person i ever put on Somebody threatened one time. I guess this goes to the story thing. Somebody threatened me one time. They said, "I." Ho- it was right before G Day. I banned them the Friday before G Day, and they said, "I hope I see you at G Day. I am going." Uh, he said, "I'm going to beat you to death." Okay, and I said, "Man, you probably don't need to post here no more." And I, I hit up, uh, I hit up uh, our man Dan Cotton, the the unsung hero at twenty four seven Sports, in my opinion. I hit up Dan Cotton. Um, there's a reason. There's a reason when we when we get together at 24/7 Sports, Dan Cotton puts a uh, puts a gets a drink in his hand and kind of takes some time off. Okay, 
because Dan deals with some stuff over there at that 24-7 sports retention Ooh. customer service area. And I hit up Dan. I said, hey, man, we need to get an IP ban on somebody. I'm afraid for my life. Every and Dan day. was like, got you. We got you. And then I think old boy went over to maybe went to the library computer or something and created another account. We got that one banned, too, and he got the, got the hint. But, uh, yeah, that's the – I mean, I, I like people. I, I love people. I love hanging around with folks. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I – you know, when you – I go back to that, that beat writer job. And, you know, I remember, you know, we were talking about it, and they were asking me what I thought about, you know, who we should bring on. And, you know, I brought up some names. I was like, hey, let's bring this guy on. Let's bring that guy on. Let's do this. Let's do that. Um, I never even considered it. It wasn't until – I can't remember who actually called me and they were like, Hey, do you, what do you think about being the beat writer? And I was like, wait a minute, man, I'm teaching, I'm teaching history and you want me to teach calculus. Are you serious? Oh man. You know, like, I mean, can I at least teach algebra one? Uh, you know, but I mean, i tell you what, it, I, I had a lot of fun doing it and I'm really glad that, that, um, you know, obviously at that point, my career hadn't been here very long, so I, I wasn't going to really step in the way of it and say no. Um, but I'm glad I accepted it the way I did because, man, I saw South Bend. I saw the Rose Bowl, um, Hard Rock Stadium, Lucas Oil. Uh, you know, I love going up to Lexington, Kentucky. Um, you know, that's probably my favorite place in the SEC to be, and it's not just because of the bourbon. Um but you know, you see some really cool places. I saw some just some classic games. I mean, dude, I could have, if I would have had the money, if I would have had the ability to just say I'm going to walk away after the the end of the yeah the end of the 2017 season, I would have done it then because there's no way I was ever going to cover two better football games. Yeah. And I still hadn't. I haven't covered a single football game as good as either one of those games since. The only one come close with the 2018 SEC championship game, and that was a little weird because it kind of. Alabama kind of dominated that game late to win it. There was no real back and forth. Um, but, Kip, you and I talk every single day on G-Chat. I mean, every single day, over and over again, food, people, shows, bourbon. Uh, I'm hungover. Uh, that's been thrown out there before, too. I'm jet-lagged. That's come from Kip. Um what uh what stories kind of stand out to you and, and again please don't feel like you got to say a story about me but something we did together <laughs> anything kind of stand out to you that we were able to run down over the years yep so already stretching for this he's already <laughs> stretching <laughs> i mean I, I actually think we're the last two people using gchat i think that they turned Probably. the lights off and and they're getting the the numbers back and saying there's still been 500 messages sitting in gchat yesterday who's still using it it's just you and i <laughs> Uh, I mean, we, we've been on that thing since what, 2000, 2008, 2009, yeah. somewhere in there. And it, it seems like, you know, every time you've stepped in the shoes, you've left, I mean, you've left those shoes, you know, bigger than the ones you stepped into. I think, uh, it's insane that you were able to, to pivot, not, not only pivot well, but you have people talking about, you know, how are they going to fill your role? You know, you're you're that guy now that everyone's like, how how is Dogs Two Four Seven going to fill Jake's role? And obviously, you know, we're going to do that. But I think just the fact that we're here discussing that it just shows that, I mean, you didn't you didn't just step in and and you know clock in every day. You crushed it uh, for basically a decade at Dogs Two Four Seven, and I mean it's 
it's been incredible to to work with you. I don't know. Uh, I know our Facebook page is probably going to struggle for the next couple of weeks with me actually having to, you know, maybe do my job a little bit moving forward. But man, every every day with you is is always an adventure. I knew that, you know, obviously you would have three messages waiting for me whenever I wake up at the crack of uh, 9 30 10 a.m every day and then you know I, I would know what our our topic of the day or, or what we had to do every day was but it, it was always just the uh when we had to step in when news broke it was I mean it, it, it probably got our blood pressure higher than what our doctors would want but like it was always that moment that I knew that like there's no one else to, that I would rather be, you know, be on this journey with because we're always ready to to roll with whatever happens. I mean, if Rusty, you know, uh, tells us that, you know, he talked to the coaches at Rome High School and it seems like Adam Anderson's locked in. And then five minutes later, he flips to LSU <laughs> on G-Day. And oh, anyway, you, you you were ready to roll with it. I mean, we were we, we were ready to give them bad news and, oh. and know that uh, – you know, let's jump on the boards and put some. They got Jake Camarda later that day. Let me tell you yeah. what. I mean, let me, let me let me get one. In, I I made a decision not to go to G Day, which was a big deal because you back then you take pictures, recruits on the field. Yeah, we all made a group decision. Listen, nothing's going to happen today. So I go play golf first time of the spring. I go play golf with some buddies. I'm on hole number two, and all you know what breaks loose. And next thing you know, I'm you guys and Jake's handling it. It's G day. News is breaking right before the game comes on, and I'm like, "You got to be kidding!" Well, I can't believe Rick Kip brought that up. That was a bad. That was well. That's bad. the thing. Like we made the decision. That's gonna yeah. nothing's, gonna, nothing's happen. gonna happen. That decision gets made for us. Yeah, we don't get to make that decision. Yeah. It was uh, yeah, yeah. I, I did throw Rusty under there a little bit, but uh, I just remember five minutes. Like everything, all right? Yeah, J Rusty says everything's fine, and then uh. We were in the weeds a little bit, but that that's what this what this is. It's it's you know, we prepare for everything, but then uh, you know, the this this thing that we do uh throws us a curveball. And I think uh, you know, uh, unlike Andrew Jones, I mean you 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 learn how to hit curveballs with the best of them. And I think that that's uh that's really really what stood out to me is uh, you know, no matter uh, if it's if it's a heater, you know, inside or, you know, it's a breaking ball down the way uh, you were prepared and, and you were ready for anything that that this beat threw at you. And I mean, I, I'll, I'll never forget the times that we had. And, and I hope that uh, we keep G chatting it along. I'm <laughs> looking forward to some uh, new and improved rib recipes. Let me know what that rib rub you got going on in the next couple of weeks. I know you're going to be catching some uh, some bass probably in the days to come. We're looking forward to those photos. But, man, it's been great. Uh, you know, every every single uh, news story, uh, I wouldn't have wanted to cover it with anybody else. I mean, the, the ups and downs. I mean, watch. <laughs> I remember being at, uh, at, you know, Home Depot looking at uh, Christmas trees and then uh, get that text that uh, Mark Rick had been let go. I mean, uh, that – you know, uh, we, we knew that uh, what we were going to be doing for the for the next 72 hours, you know, or uh, when uh, Devonta Smith caught that pass and it was uh, like 12, 15, and we knew that we had three or four hours of, of, of writing stories that, that no one wants to read. <laughs> we, we still got it done. And, and, That's the yeah, last night of my life I can remember not sleeping. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, because I had to drive back to Athens and I just, I mean, sleep. Mm -hmm. I came back and helped my wife get the kids ready for school and got mm -hmm. right back to work. Mm -hmm. And sitting next to you when uh you know that that 
the the pick six happened and, and we knew that the Georgia was going to win that game and then seeing 30 minutes later you know your your FaceTime with your family I mean I I I, I knew that 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 was going to happen you you always you know made sure to the put your family first and that's something that always stood out to me the 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 fact that uh you know you're you're a father and a husband first and then a you know a damn good dogs 247 rider second uh but uh, it's been a pleasure man uh, i wouldn't want to uh, do it with anybody else but uh, you two guys and jake man congratulations man it's few few guys can go out on top like like you're doing right now man I don't know about on top, but uh, hey. you know, I am looking forward to a little time off for sure. I, I really don't know what's next. Um, you know, it's one of those things, like I said, it, uh, you know, you, you start thinking about what you're doing and you're happy where you're at, but sometimes, you know, you want more. I'm 38, um, you know, and you start looking at, you know, do I want to try and do this? Do I want to try and do that? Do I want to live where I'm at for the rest of my life? I got, you know, my, my wife's family lives two hours away. My family lives four hours away. You know, you just have to give yourself a chance. I feel like if, if you open things up and give yourself a chance to make those decisions and uh, kind of trust that if you do decide ultimately that what you're doing is your, is your calling is your career path, then you got to be confident enough that you can get back in it if you want to. And uh, that's definitely a possibility. Um, it's also a possibility I go sell houses or, or work at Wendy's too. I don't really know. Uh, I'll do whatever it takes to put food on the table. Though. I, I will say that. Uh, Rusty, you're going to say something? Yeah, yeah I'm going to end on a, a different note. And, and uh, so we, oh, were, where were we, at? we were in Birmingham and we were sitting eating, we were eating, uh, we we were eating something. Shannon Terry, all that whole crew, twenty four seven management. They were Firebirds. Yeah, we're Firebirds, and we're over there for a little for a little conference, a little SEC media day, yeah, hello meeting. That was right. That was right during the Scout twenty four seven merger. Yeah, yeah. And listen, I grew up in the South, man. I got some country in me, and I know you, you know. Man, I know where this is going. If you want to clean your plate off? You clean your plate off. So we're sitting there eating. And I'll never forget Tim Watts from Bama Online looks at me and he is about to crawl under the table and he can't talk. And I said, what's going on? He said, look at Jake. I look down there and Jake has got, I mean, of course, Jake had a steak the size of a damn Winnebago and uh, he's eating his steak and Jake takes his bread and there's some, there's some steak juice left on there. So Jake just scoops it up right there and I'm dying laughing because I've done that before. So I'm not ratting you out, but. I'm thinking this man is going, we're going to wheelbarrow this man out of here. And the, the lady goes, anybody going to have some dessert? And Jake looks right dead in the eye and says, I think I'm going to have some that Nana pudding. <laughs> I mean, the whole table, the whole table, the whole table <laughs> lost it. Like this man is going to eat some Nana pudding after that steak. He just ate. And I said, let me tell you something. Don't, uh, don't get between the dog and his meat. Now that man is eating. And, and uh, I remember the whole table just like the whole table high-fived you when you got done. I know you almost took a nap. You had to. But uh, well, I mean that that was uh, that was bedtime. I actually went to uh, we went to the bar at Winfrey after that. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, remember we told everybody that was going. Everybody else was going to another bar, Tomahawks. We got the whole crew said, "Here's yeah, a big bar called Tomahawks." And all the all the younger guys took an Uber. And oh, by the way, we made that up. There was no bar named Tomahawks. So all those guys came back pissed off. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I just that yeah. was uh, that was a fun that was a crazy trip for me because I talked my father in law my stepfather-in-law to go in with me because my right. wife's 30th birthday was the next day. I forgot about that. And, uh, and I talked him into going with me. And as soon as SEC media days was over, 
we hopped into a car and I worked all the way back to Birmingham because <laughs> listen, I knew what it was going to be if I wasn't back for that 30th birthday. Mm. We threw her a surprise party here at Girasoles in uh, in Watkinsville. Mm. But uh, yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was a. I, th- I think William Wilkerson. God, that was, I love that guy. That was a love kindest performance, man. Sweetest man. William Wilkerson was sitting. Wilkerson was sitting next to me, and I think I ordered like a twenty ounce bone in ribeye. Whew. And William goes, William goes, oh man, there ain't no way you're gonna eat that whole steak, are you? And I just told William, I said, man, we got to get to know each other better. Yeah, that man sucked the bone marrow out of that thing. <laughs> twenty, that wasn't even for, a battle. For him to say that, man, he's from Texas, right? I mean, yeah. Well, well the Texas meat, that's respect right there. I don't know if William eats red meat. He may, he may not. I don't know. But mm-hmm. uh, well, one of the best dudes I ever worked with, along with you two, for sure. Um, but I tell you what, though, that um, you know, you two weren't there. But Miami, dude, second night in Miami, there could be a movie made about the Georgia beat uh, that night. And I don't, I ain't going to name no names and uh, name any names. Oh, sorry. boy. Ain't going to spill the go. beans. But Rusty, Rusty <laughs> said I were, to, I were to tell this. And listen, it, I'll say this. I, I feel like I'm an okay storyteller, but, but I don't know if I can tell this to where it was as wild oh. as it felt in person. But, you know, you find out that morning – you know, like right or that afternoon, right before we're about to go see practice, that the whole reason we're in Miami is not even there anymore. No practice. Can't confirm who's there and who ain't. So then your mission becomes, all right, JT Daniels and George Pickens. Are they here or are they not? Now, now that I think about it, in retrospect, the backup quarterback and the a receiver that had probably 57 yards receiving on the year, that's who we were trying to figure out if they were there. Okay, yeah. that's that was the big deal. But listen, we know our business. We know who drives things. And I remember the folks being mad that we were mad that we weren't going to get to see practice. And listen, we we weren't mad as as much as you went, you, was, you went down five days early. Yeah, Christmas. that was part of it. But we were more frustrated. We just couldn't do our job. Like, yeah. you know, we we just you know, we you just want to go do your job and you want to you want for once on this beat and any other beat, you just want it to kind of be there for you and there to be a little bit of structure to it. And it wasn't. Um, so yeah, we were frustrated about that. And we always complain too much. And most of us, most people do just in general. And I was one of them. I tried not to take Twitter to it, but I, you know, I let my things known via the board or whatever. So we, we come up with this, we hatched this plan. We're like, Hey, Hey, listen, we're going to stake out the hotel. All right. We're going to go to the hotel. So we get, we're on the way to the hotel and I'm like, and I see a, an exit sign for Barry College, where Georgia was practicing. And I said, no, we're going to Barry College. We go around there, and there's security everywhere. I'm talking about, like, president. President came to the 2017 SEC Championship game. The only difference between this and that was the fact that the president's security was dressed better. That was it. There was that many people around there. Different color polos, whatever. I'm not going to talk about too much about what happened out there because there's some incriminating evidence that might get me in some trouble. Um, but I took some chances. Someone some may chances. or may not have been rolling or lying in the bushes. Uh, yeah, I took some chances out there. Okay. And I, there, there may or not, you know, man, I've been some, 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 some peaking going on, but you know, I can't confirm or deny. So then we head to the hotel. We're out there. We're just trying to kill time iguanas are everywhere i you know my i'm i'm kind of like an i don't know i'm just i wouldn't say adventurous i'm more stupid than anything and uh i, I take it upon myself i'm gonna catch one of these iguanas no 
I didn't catch an iguana. I don't know if I've ever been fast enough to catch one of those. I don't know if Isaiah McKenzie or Tyreek Hill is fast enough to catch one of things. By the way, when they run away from you, they get up on their hind legs and they run on two feet. So uh, I think they, they feel like it's faster on two feet. And uh, finally, after about two or three hours waiting, I just go to the concierge. And I'm like, hey, when do y'all expect the Georgia buses back? They weren't going to be back for another two hours. We had been there for two hours, or two or three hours already. And they were, so we gave up. So we're leaving. And this is me and two, three, four other beat riders. We start heading back to the hotel, which, by the way, one of the nightmares of Miami was is that our hotel was 40 minutes away from the team hotel and about 25, 30 minutes away from the stadium. So everything's so spread out down there, um, which is why you'll notice if a team ever has a choice of playing a college football game in Miami, they're not going to do it. It's not just, you know, the lure of South Beach. So we, we, we get through all that, and on the way down, you know, one of the reporters gets kind of a tip like, hey, here George and JT might be on the way. So we start kind of digging around, and we find out, hey, if they're going to come in, they're going to come in to a, to a fixed-based operator. We find out who the go-to fixed-based operator is. We split forces. Long story short, some of us were at the hotel. Some of us were at the airport. Uh, some of us got made. Uh, the, the, uh, <laughs> Georgia was able to keep JT Daniels and George Pickens away and, and Rusty, you know, this as well as I do, if it weren't for the beauties of Instagram, nobody would have known anything. Nobody would know anything. Nobody would have known anything. George Pickens let the cat out of the bag via Instagram. And, uh, then we all started, then we all knew where to dig. Well, and, well uh, from other sources, uh, I trust the beat riders were spotted in the, in the car that was waiting to pick up the players. So at that point, the drivers of those vehicles went into the office and they allowed the car to pull around the backside of where the plane was going to go into the hangar. And as a couple of figures are walking across a tarmac in the half dark. He couldn't tell who was who. So nobody would have known until probably game time. Yeah. Luckily George Pickens by the goodness of his heart, just (laughs) tweets out a picture that he's in Miami. And right after that noise, it it just exploded. And uh, we were able to confirm JT Daniels and Warren. All you need, if you just get a little piece of thread to pull, Little you know, piece of all you need needed that, you little, need. that little pin to drop that he was in Miami. I bet I bet George is ready to kill him because they did so much to keep that quiet and pulled the car. They even took the players when they got back. Jake tucked this away if you ever beat right. They took the players from what I understand to the loading dock and had them open the door. They could drive the loading dock into the loading dock and shut it at the hotel. So they went through a lot. Oh, by the way, what they didn't realize that George Pickens had already tweeted a picture on it or already yeah. that story up. So all that was, it was irrelevant at that point. But yeah, within twenty minutes of them landing, there wasn't enough time for them to no. get from there to the hotel before that, and they had already tweeted it or he already time. you know all put time. it on Instagram. Yeah, that one that one was a fun one. And uh, man, I tell you what, I've parked in places that I never should have parked, and I can't believe – I did get towed one time, and me and Todd Gurley got our car out of impound at the same time. Yep. Todd had cash. I didn't. 
Lord. Little did I know, you know, autographs. Yeah, yeah autographs. And, um, and, and that was right. That was before that season. During Georgia, UGA towed Todd Gurley's car from out in front of the Butts Mirror Building right before the 2014 season. Mm. And me and Todd were in there getting our cars back, and uh, I had to go to ATM up at the store. Todd had Todd had some twenties on him. Um, <laughs> but uh, other than that, since 2014, I have a good run of not getting my car towed. Should have been towed probably two dozen times since. Uh, but tell you what, man, it's been a blast. It's been a cool ride. This is a great job to do, and uh, it never really stops. Um, and you know, there's a limited amount of time where it's just full fledged, you know, all out work. Uh, but it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to do. And I, I really can't wait to see what's next. And I can't wait to see what you guys do over at dogs 24 seven. I know it's going to be a lot of fun and, uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, man, there's a lot of time left in this day and I already, you know, I've already been emotional a couple times, um, but I'm excited to, uh, I don't know. I'm excited to do a little fishing, do a little hunting, play a little golf do those things but you're gonna, be uh, active, you're gonna be active on twitter yeah yeah i'll stick around on twitter um yeah, pitchers and catchers report soon are you kidding me <laughs> i tweet about the braves mostly anyway yeah um no I, I was uh you know for a little while there um just to kind of keep it going i probably um watch some old games do some do some gifts on twitter and uh put some stuff out like that um i thought about maybe hitting up some other people maybe doing a a different deal as far as a, a, as a podcast goes um, really trash this podcast and tell them they don't need to be listening to this thing. Um, uh, Just give us a thumbs up. Yeah, I'll. Uh, you guys can run ads on my new podcast if you want to. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, uh, you know, Bill Shanks hit me up a little while ago. I'm not sure exactly what that's going to be about. Uh, but uh, um, you know, we'll see what we can get going. But uh, I do love this business, and I and I and I do feel like at some point. Um, in the future that that I may be able to get back in if that's what I really want to do. But, uh, you know, I want to have that option to, you know, my folks are getting older, uh, you know, want to have the option to maybe raise my kids down there where I grew up. My wife actually wants that more than I do. Or, uh, or you know, be closer to her family. Um, going to take some vacations. Kids going to Disney uh, here late in February. Oof. So we got some plans, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun in the process. But it has been – an absolute blast and honor to work with y'all too, because I tell you what, both of you, before I started, even thought about getting in this business, I was reading what you guys had to write. I was following what you guys had going on. And, uh, it was, um, you know, I've always looked up to you and I always thought it was kind of surreal that, you know, looking back at those times that I got a chance to uh, work with you after reading so much of your stuff and, and enjoying it and uh, making it kind of appointment consumerism in some ways. So, um, thanks for working with me. And, uh, you know, day ain't over yet. Maybe we can make some more memories. <laughs> you got anything else? Man, I'm good. I don't want this thing breaking into no eye sweat now. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm I, fighting it right now, man. I'm getting close. Hey, we got to get out of here for that. My face has been red for about three quarters of this thing. I've been kind of blending in with my background. Let's let these people go. All right, this episode of the Junkyard Dogcast is over. I'm signing off. It's my last one. And uh, we'll uh, we'll see you down the road. Uh, I'm Jake Rowe with Dolls 24-7. They're Kip Adams and Rusty Mansell from the same place. Y'all take it easy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.